Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name's David Reed. This is Marek Larwood. Hello listeners, this is a podcast where we talk about a couple of films we've seen and we read some new letters in between. Yeah, that's about it. And then we leave. We leave you to your business. And you think, have I learned anything? Then, Am I a better person? And then you think, no. I've just listened to people talk. And if I met them in a, in a pub, I probably, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even listen to their conversation. If I was on a bus and I heard these people talking, I'd put my headphones on. So why am I listening to it now? <laughs> that's what you might think. You might think. Or if you found, uh, if you found us uh, sort of, buried under radioactive ash in the future after the apocalypse maybe and we are your only friends then uh, hi keep strong find water imagine that if this was if this somehow this was the only recording <laughs> 200 of episodes of film fandango is or all just they this had one let's really put the pressure on it just this, this one. is the last there's aliens listening to this trying to decipher what uh, uh, what happened here? yeah what happened here and we're the last two... So people think they either speak like me or like you. Or, and, um, or and whatever accent we do They split off into factions. Ones who think that yours is the true voice and ones who think mine is. And they just... War starts again. Cyclical. Round I wonder what pictures they draw of us based purely on our voices. Well, I think uh, you would look like some sort of lizard in armour. What colour? Uh, what, the armour or the lizard? The, li- li- the armour. scales. Um, oh, the lizard scales are uh, a combo of pink and purple. Nice. And the armour is uh, skin coloured. That is nice. And then what would you look like? Uh, I would. Uh, I think I'd look like some sort of tiger samurai. Oh, right, so you get the better one then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's all that then. Let's go. Well, hello. Uh, we're going to tell you about two films that may not have stood the test of time, future dystopia. I just want to say to the person who's just survived the apocalypse into this. Yeah. You're better just killing yourself. <laughs> Don't say that. I've watched. They're the, they're the I've hope wa- for mankind. I've watched threads. Yeah. And a few apocalypse films. And it never really turns out well. No, no. I, I've watched a lot. And I think. Uh, Head west, and you'll find a compound where they've they've worked everything out. Plot. It'll take you approximately two and a half hours, and then you'll find it. And you'll have to do some fights, and maybe your dog will die, but then you'll find it in a little bit right. Plant some seeds for the next generation. Yeah, as you go. 
God, what a depressing start. <laughs> well, let's pick up with um, with a really uplifting film that we've been to see. We both went to see the same film, didn't we? We did. That different, doesn't different happen Different cinemas. Often. What a waste of money. <laughs> um, we both went to see 71. It's been out, I know it's released out, but... Um, it's been out a while now. It got a limited release. Uh, tell us... You're better at explaining things in general. Okay. Well, uh, 71 is a film set in 1971 in Belfast during The Troubles. During The Troubles. The Troubles, which is a very patronising way of saying, you know, lots of violence and killing and death and stuff. The IRA, exciting. Um, And it's about a British soldier who gets separated from his regiment after... um, one of his uh, regiment are killed, and he's he ends up in the middle of a hostile area of Belfast in 1971, all on his own, and it's just about him trying to survive, really. And which is, it's a really good setup, I think. It's got the simplicity you want for uh, this kind of tense, claustrophobic. What's fascinating about this film is that when you normally when you talk about a film set in Northern Ireland, there's there's a huge Sway the politics that goes yeah, alongside yeah. it, like uh, the crying game, uh, Michael Collins, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it's impossible to escape that. And my knowledge of it is sort of limited to growing up when I was younger and watching on the news and only being a kid, sort of knowing vaguely about it. It's quite embarrassing. My yes, limited but, knowledge. I mean, my mostly I remember is uh, is they stopped things. having bins in train stations. That's all I can really remember. Um, this uses it as a backdrop. That's all it is. And yeah. the rest feels more like the raid than the crying game. Well, it's a thriller set in a sort of political... But yeah. there are elements of the divisions there. Uh, well, what's what's wonderful about it, I think, is the uh, portrayal of a, a war zone, which is basically what it is, being chaos. As in, you don't know who is actually fighting for whom or for what or, or who you can trust or anything and how it becomes every man for himself. And it's... That, I thought, was interesting as a political statement, but that's all it needed to then have as a backdrop to an exciting thriller. I thought this was brilliant. Yeah, really, really good. I, I thought this was the most original uh, f- film I've seen this year. I cannot understand why it didn't get a big release or people going crazy about it. Mm. I thought the actors, the characters, the, the the British soldier, he's played as a rough sort of northerner who's not he's necessarily... He's from, uh, from Derby County. Oh, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry Midlands. Uh, it's played by someone called Jack O'Connell, who it's a no-frills performance, which is really honest, and it's just uh, someone who doesn't, who's just taken from the army, plonked to someone where he doesn't has no real understanding yeah. of the divisions or what's going on. He's been given sort of one induction seminar and been shown a map of where to go and where never to go, and that's it, basically. That's finds as himself, far as his understanding goes of the whole situation. So you have a real naive prota- uh, yeah. um, protagonist. I mean, that's the rookie thing again, really. But done but, in a much uh, more interesting well, way. Well, they instantly isolate him, so yeah. that is more interesting than him just being safely led by a team along the way. And it's got uh, so you've got uh, people from both factions mixed, uh, and it's all sort of quite complicated. Some brilliant performances. You might recognise Sean Harris, who's in Prometheus, who plays. He's uh, in better things than uh, that. He's in Twenty Four Hour Party People, and he's brilliant. Oh, he that. plays a guy from Joy Division. Or something That's like that. right. Yeah, um, he's who's, who's fantastic in this. 
Richard Dormer, who I love, plays a doctor in this. He's a you might know him. Um, he uh, well, <laughs> he was in Good Vibrations, and he's also uh, been in Game of Thrones recently. Oh, has he? All the um, all the actors are fantastic. Yeah, they are excellent. Really good, and the the it's just so. What I love about it is it's tense, but there is still humanity in everybody. It, they've just got their own motives that conflict with one another in violent ways. That's that's all, you know. There is still the the ability to take mercy on people or to you know stick your neck out because it's what you should do or what. You know. But it's shot beautifully as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you uh, there's a chasing. It's not too spoilers when they're running through basically the. Um, What's the name of the road that just divides oh, yeah. the uh, the Catholics and the Protestants? Basically, uh, they're running through that, uh, chasing the arm, chased 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 by two <coughs> IRA, uh, IRA people. Yeah, and it's just a chasing where the houses they've got they've knocked through the walls of the houses to make these sort of warrens. Yeah, and you're working through these sort of Belfast back streets and in between houses. It's, it's brilliant, a really properly exciting yeah. chasing. That's what it's like, and it's a whole new environment that was created through the troubles in that time. I'm not really articulating very well, but it just was a, a fascinating backdrop for a thriller, and I felt totally original and was gripping. And you didn't need to know anything about the politics, but you became more interested in that as a result of watching the film. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean it's 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 well worth seeing. I think and it hasn't done. It is a simple well. film, isn't it? As well, though it's 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 a it's a small character's journey. Yeah, you know, there's 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 no epic nature to it at all. But I, I like that about it. I, I would be interested to see uh, what someone from Northern Ireland thought of this film, where they felt insulted or patronised by it, and they. Possibly might do. <laughs> no idea. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. So if you are, and if you have been insulted or patronised by our review, please write in and tell us what you thought of seventy one. Yes, uh, it is. It is proper good. I've sort of run out of things to say because it, I would go too much into spoiler territory. Really, um, I'd recommend it. If it is still out there, then go track it down. Yeah, it's worth going to see, and I don't understand why it wasn't uh, didn't receive more plaudits for a low budget, you know. Yeah, f- film was great. I like uh, seeing uh, Derby accents on the screen. You don't see it very often. You don't see anything from Derby at all, do you? Yeah. And the director is a guy called Jan Demange. Do you know him? Uh, Derby name. He's, um, he's done things like he did a lot of TV stuff like Top Boy, Criminal Justice, and Dead Set and stuff like that. So. He's okay, so he's TV into, but sort of they're they're classy, stylistic, yeah, you know, stylish looking TV things, aren't they? I think he's one to watch out for. Jan de Monge. So go and see seventy one. We're intrigued to know what you think about it. If you do want to write in, uh, how do they do that? You can email us dearfilmfandango at gmail dot com, or you can post things on our Facebook wall. If you'd like to share things with other people, go to facebook dot com forward slash filmfandango to do so. Or you can tweet us at Film Fandango, at Mr. David Reed, or at Marek Larwood. And we also do this for free. So, uh, week after week after week. So, um, if you would like to contribute to the running of this podcast so we can keep doing it week after week after week, then please, please do so. You can go to filmfandango.co.uk and follow the link from there. 
And thank you everyone who has. You are our favourite people. Hey, hey, you went to see another film, right? I did go to see another film. Tell me about it right now. Right now. Oh, we've got to do a letter first, shall we? Yeah, have we got any? Yeah, I think we're getting quite short on emails. Please write in with your theories that we can then ignore. Um, no, we, we do really appreciate the letters, so if you've been thinking of writing for a while but haven't yet, then please do. Read yeah. this one out loud, David. I'll read it out loud with my neck. Uh, what, what, what voice am I doing? Uh, it doesn't say. What's I'll do this one that I appear to be doing already. What's that? You're sort of South London. But Is can you do a Derby accent? No, it's really hard, and I find it impossible. I, it's, it's you know, Nottingham or uh, Derby. It's really difficult. I can't do it. Midlands. Can you do a Midlands? No. No, I've never been there, and I never will. There's no reason to go there. So if you're looking to cast David Reed in your film set in Derby, Nottingham, not suitable? No, just get Paddy Considine. He's much, much better. Okay. Uh, hi, Marek, David, Buddy, and anyone else present at the podcast recording... I watched a couple of documentaries this weekend, which I'd really recommend, and don't remember whether you've listened, you've discussed previously on the podcast. You've been trumped, and Tim's Vermeer. If you haven't seen them, then do! One is the horrifying story of the way in which a few people were treated simply because they happened to live where Donald Trump wanted to build a golf course in Scotland, as well as the environmental damage of the development and the seeming complicity between the Scottish government and the Trump organisation. Donald Trump actually asked the BBC not to show the film, so you know it's got to be good. The other is about a man who comes up with a technique by which Johannes Vermeer, 17th century Dutch artist of girl with a pearl earring fame, might have painted incredibly realistic pictures using mirrors and lenses, and the ridiculous lengths that he goes to to try to recreate one of Vermeer's paintings. He spends most of a year building a room that is identical to the room in the painting. I realise this doesn't sound fascinating, but it really is. And funny too. Favourite line, Vermeer painted with light. You can't paint with light, you have to paint with paint. Also, I watched Upstream Colour recently and absolutely loved it. I really got so much out of just taking it in without much understanding of the story. And then I spent ages reading about how different people had interpreted it and found found all of that fascinating too. In contrast with Primer, I found that it didn't matter that I didn't understand what was going on because the atmosphere was great, whereas I just felt confused while watching Primer and, don't really, uh, and only really got enjoyment from reading about it after the film. That was a longer email than I expected to write. Edit out as much of it as you want. We have edited out none. So that it doesn't take up the whole podcast. Bad luck. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Keep watching the films. Dave. Uh, you've seen Upstream Colour, haven't you? Yes, it's. Uh, I think it's Shane Carruth, who's this new auteur who just goes and makes films on cameras. He's found a bit of me. But he's, he's really... Um, He's, he's a guy who directs it, writes it, produces it. Sort of fearless in his, you know, it, there's no commercial pandering. He's doing what he wants to do, which is quite exciting. And we've talked about Stream Colour before, which, uh, yeah. sorry, we've talked about um, Primer. Primer before, which is this time travelling film, which is, you see the, the last version of the film after. As in every content. time, every time somebody travels through time and changes something, then you see it. So you only see the moments in their current incarnation so you have to piece together the story from that, which is 
quite an interesting idea. Um, up to Tim Colour's more uh, a lot more accessible. Is than it that. okay? But it's still what's fascinating about him is it, rather than you know when you leave the cinema, you really know the you don't know what's happened. Yes, and it, it, what uh, he brings, he changes the way you you watch film. So you actually want to read up exactly how what David Christian said. You watch the film, yeah, and instinctively you sort of you've got your thoughts about it, and you realise there's this whole world of theories and ideas on the internet, and that becomes just as fascinating and part of the process of watching the film. So I I actually enjoyed Primer far more after reading Wikipedia. In fact, I enjoyed reading the Wikipedia after it more than I enjoyed yeah, you, watching you don't the enjoy, film. The first film you think, I don't know what is going on Well, here. it's just like reading a riddle without the answer, you know. That, but it's Watching an episode of 321. But it's a different experience, and that's interesting. That's mm. very interesting. In terms of the other two, I, I've, I've not seen either of them, but I've also had Tim's Vermeer recommended to me by other people. So I will try and track that down and watch it, because it sounds fascinating if it could possibly be true that he actually developed an incredibly complicated way of tracing his paintings, not painting by eye, which, oh, okay. which is what it's, it's suggested. It's actually almost mechanical process. And apparently this guy uh, who had this idea, maybe this is how Vermeer painted and so did it, could create incredibly accurate-looking Vermeers through his process. So, possibly. Is it, I went to, talking about paintings and light, the other week when my nephew was down... Um, I took him to he, 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 I took him to Wembley to see the American football yes which you came to I as came well to. the Detroit Lions amazing victory last second victory yeah um, but I took him to the NFL fan rally in uh, the Trail Square which is awful but <laughs> I said oh we're, we're right by the National Gallery should go in obviously he's 16 he's not really interested so we yes. walked through a lot of paintings in the, you know I think it was 1600 to 1700 yes and what was amazing, I think as you get older, you appreciate art more, was the use of the lot, how yeah, the, how they managed to they fabricate glow, that. They glow, don't yeah. they? They almost glow. Uh, and that is just pure skill of the, the brushwork. Yeah. of replicating the light with just on paint. When yes. you think the skill is incredible. Yeah. The subjects are macabre and boring by and large it's like some posh blokes or a religious figure but the actual skill for loads of them loads yeah, and loads yeah. of them you know because but you were only allowed to paint religious but that's the fiction. thing with, but they, um, they would have stories you have to know the symbolism yes so you, you know there's the half eaten apple well they're all that, like puzzles as yeah, well aren't that, they they're like a like an Osborne puzzle adventure page or something yeah. where you go, well, what's the apple mean and what's that dog mean and what's the, the way that person's looking or leaning? And where, or... where it's positioned yeah, and, yeah. and if a religious artifact's upside down or it's broken or I mean, it's on its side. You don't know that Hugely stuff. elitist. Yeah. The, if you don't know this stuff, then you're just not in the club. Well, you can't, um, you can't enjoy it properly no. unless you've got a tour guide saying, this means this and here's the backstory. Then it becomes interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then you also get the things where the painter has been cleverer than the person who's commissioned it and put in satires and yes, things into yeah. it. Um, yeah. But no, absolutely. Tim's for me, I wanted, I was interested in both of them. And I've read um, articles on the, um, I read a lot, I think it was a few years ago that came you've out. You've been that, trumped. Yes. Because uh, from what I've read, because it was quite a big story that he just tried, wanted to have this golf course, wanted to buy up people's homes and give a shit about them. Was a just totally throw awful, money at the problem. Yeah, yeah. awful. Didn't have any, man without any morals who uh, was happy to destroy people's lives and everyone was saying he was a total arsehole. Yeah. It was quite a big thing when it came out. But, I but he got away with it. Is yeah. there any, are we surprised by that? I mean, surely uh, everyone knows that about Donald Trump. Yeah. I hope, I hope they won. 
I don't know what happened. Well, watch You've Been Trumped. Trumped. Yes. Um, well, I've also seen another film. Is that the last letter? Are we, do- are we done there? We need some more letters. We do. Um, listeners, dear listeners, please email us. That address again, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Or if you're the person, at the, end, the last person left The last person left alive, then um, I'm sorry you can't email us. I wonder if there's but please do, stay warm. Imagine if this was there and they thought, you know what? I'm not even going to listen to that anymore. <laughs> Their only hope is to email dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. They've, they've convinced themselves that that is the way that they, they will be rescued. Just waiting day on day for, a, for that reply that never comes. I like to think this podcast had some sort of purpose. Yeah. Saving that one person's life. If this has somehow saved your life... And we are long dead, then uh, good luck. You build a statue of a massive lizard and, <laughs> and a samurai tiger. tiger. Um, so what did you go and see? I went to see a film called Northern Soul. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Northern Soul is a British, um, I suppose you call it, independent film, because it's made by Baby Cow, I think. It's Henry Normal and uh, all okay. of that lot. Um, speaking it's of Nottingham folk. Yes, it is. It's a new release. I've not even heard of this at all. It's about the, uh, I think, 1970s Northern Soul movement in uh, the north of England, uh, which is what Americans call Motown. And we called it Northern Soul because it got popular in the north uh, in this country long before it spread to popularity elsewhere. And um, this uh, this is a story about a boy, basically... Uh, set to the background of the uh, Northern Soul movement. Good soundtrack, I bet. Incredible soundtrack, absolutely brilliant. Sort of, you know, they could, they were never going to go wrong with that. I mean, they've just got the best Northern Soul stuff to put on there. Um, uh, it's actually the debut of writer director Elaine Constantine. Oh yeah. Um, which is interesting because it's brilliantly directed. Uh, beautiful I mean the DOP is amazing and the acting is all fantastic as well but it's boring right it's slight is its problem it's just a boy who gets into music finds a new community a boy who really likes a boy who is slightly awkward and strange at school and then uh, ends up meeting somebody and getting really into northern soul music I've seen this film before yeah well that is exactly it's problem and it's only problem like it is a real it's a really well acted and con- and executed journey it's just the journey itself you have seen before geeky boy comes of age meets a whole new community gets into music and he finds himself gets together with a girl uh the okay. one of his friends dies and um, you know it's it's the it's the the usual usual gets into drugs and they're great at the beginning and then they turn out to not be so hey, great watch out for spoilers man yeah well it's it, this is my problem it's not really spoilers because it is it is that getting into mu- the music scene story that we've seen again and again and again and this doesn't add anything other than fantastic performances and really good soundtrack. Who else is good in it? Um, well, the main guy is um, uh, an actor called... Sorry, I forget his name. Let me look him up. Is Elliot it, James Langridge. That's him. That's him. Um, and uh, Steve Coogan's in this as well as the school teacher, who's, who's fun. But, um, 
He's not in it that much, but he's good. And there's a guy called Josh Whitehouse. And Lisa Stansfield is in this as his mum, who is really good, and she's not in it enough. She's been acting before, isn't she? Um, she was just... Before she was in stuff ages ago, and she was quite good. Well, quite possibly. She started out as a singer. She won a singing competition when she was young, and that sort of propelled her pop career. And does she um, sing as well in it? No, no, she doesn't. Um, James Lance is in it as, uh, really as a big DJ. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was he? Wasn't he in? He was in um, Alan Partridge, wasn't he? As well. He's in all sorts of things. He's one of these guys who crops up again and again. I wish I could be one of those guys. Yeah, one day, one day, uh, you'll uh, you'll give up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's uh, so it's the. My my problem is this: it, this film hasn't given me much to talk about. I mean, the the Northern Soul uh, movement, I still don't feel much more enlightened about because it's not really about that. It's just the background of it, so you don't get a sense of how big a movement it was. It's not like Twenty Four Hour Party People, where you you've really got a sense of this is becoming massive. It's becoming bigger than the individuals involved in this story, um, and that isn't the case in this. It's just about a kid who got into it, he was sort of one of the first to start getting into it, but he wasn't the one who made it popular. And then his story sort of comes to an end once he's found his self-confidence. And that story's fine, but it's just not interesting enough to make it a classic movie. It's a really well-told one, and if if you... If you've got a spare couple of hours and you track it down, then do watch it, because it is... It is enjoyable, but there's just something... There's an element missing, I think, to make this truly great. Is it just a nostalgia fest for people who like Northern Soul and around in the 70s? I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. I mean, the the costumes are all brilliantly done and the look of it's fantastic. But you never feel like this movement is exciting. Um, uh, It's, you know, the discos all feel... the, The dances all feel a bit school disco you know it always feels small it always feels parochial yeah. because it probably was at the time but it's it's um it there's just it's almost like it's playing it safe i think is probably what it is that you know this is a debut of a director and she's written a safe screenplay to get it made you know it, it it's it does exactly what a screenplay should you do. Can't you can't know play I mean? safe in this world, man. Yeah, but it, I, I was still what uh, I think still one to watch because it, she's done a brilliant job with this, and yet as a debut, fantastic, and using largely unknown actors as well. I mean, there's a guy from Hollyoaks in it, um, but he's really good. <laughs> it's Elaine Constantine. Yes. Well done, Elaine. Well done, Elaine. So I'm um, a big fan of Motown music, so that was hugely enjoyable. How many Davids? That's tricky. I think I think this is a solid six or seven. You know, it's not going to go bigger than that for me, but it is. It was enjoyable, but it is just. Uh, I won't remember it. I won't remember much about it in a month off, or two. Off tomorrow. Well, well, possibly. You know, that, I think that's the thing. I, I enjoyed the journey, but there was nothing to take with me afterwards. There was no goodie bag. Like going to the supermarket. I enjoyed the jelly and ice cream. I enjoyed the uh, cheese on sticks, but there was you hate, no you hate the goodie bag at the end. You hate the company in the toilets. Is that how you felt about kids' parties? You hate the company. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? The people at this party it's too competitive. And it's not a meritocracy. All the games are designed so the birthday kid wins. Yeah. And a lot of them, you, you can be really good at playing Pass the Parcel, and yet 
it just comes down. Were you one of those kids who really flung the parcel quickly as soon as they no, were handed I wasn't. it? No, I, I just, I was, I just, I didn't. I used to like musical statues. I tried really hard at and dancing yeah. competitions, but I was always bad at musical chairs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's quite. Tough. I'm not. I'm not very quick at sitting down. It's quite a horrible thing when the chair's gone. Yeah, it is, it's, isn't it? It's, it's momentary decisions. If you choose to go for the wrong chair, yeah, that's it. And you, someone else goes for it, you're done. And you're left ostracised with everyone staring at you. An awful, but you have to go sit down. It, it is birthday parties. I mean, it's just perfect training for. The future of you think it's going to be fair, but all decisions come down to the whim and the fancy of one adult who's in charge of the music, the and one ma- who was born into yeah, no privilege, matter, yeah, whose no matter, parents organised this party. And no matter what you do, you can play the game as fairly as you like. You can train for years. All it comes down to is that one rich person's finger, and that is well. That's what life's that's about. That's what life's about. Uh, How many Davis did you give 71? Oh, uh, I think 71's an 8 for me. I gave it a 9, didn't I? Yeah. Well, that's that's uh, that's my opinion on Northern Soul. I mean, it, it's it's a really well-made film, and if you like that music, then it will be a uh, nostalgia trip for you. Well, this could be the last film for Nango because of the apocalypse. That's true. I mean, who knows when it will happen, but it could be tomorrow. That's a shame. That is a shame. But stay strong. Uh, keep away from the scavengers uh, who wear largely American sports gear and carry swords. Um, this is advice for the last person on earth. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not for just you guys. Well, it's pretty good uh, universal advice. advice I give? Don't start doing crosswords because <laughs> there's nothing more annoying than doing it. And you think I don't know where the what the answer is. And there's no one left who could tell me. Yeah, there's, it's, if you find a crossword, I think oh, this would be a good way of of spending my I've got a lot of spare time yeah I'll do this as a way of passing the time and you realise that you're not going to find tomorrow's newspaper all the answers ever yeah so don't I think think my genuine piece of advice for a post-apocalyptic world is don't hang out in the featureless desert because it will really get you down just go find the sea and live by that because that will always look nice won't it it changes every day except what will happen is you'll be by the sea and it will just be continually washing corpses and dead matter, which will that's exciting. Rot that's like a, that's like past the parcel every and morning. Great disease. What will be washed up this week, children? I don't care. Some remains. <laughs> some people I went to school with. Brilliant. I'll take them off my list. I'm keeping busy. All right, we'll be back next week with more films and depressing keep, dystopian. Keep chat. surviving or keep watching, watching the films. films. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.